Good morning. Welcome to the Flame of Fire podcast. I am your host, Pastor David Bobbitt, pastor of the Liberty Baptist Church in Union, New Jersey. Thank you for joining me today. We are in a series going through the Sermon on the Mount. Um, We've started in Matthew chapter 5, and uh, we are going through uh, what it means to be under grace right now. Let me just take a second before I get into the study today and remind you about an announcement I made last Friday. Um, Fridays are going to be a new special segment of the podcast and they're going I'm calling them freedom Fridays and we are going to be looking at American history we are going to be looking at current events and we're going to be looking at both of those items in view of the scriptures in view of the Bible and uh, it's very important that we as God's people are um, patriotic and we have a burden for our nation and our country that God has put us in so I hope you can join us this Friday for the first segment of freedom Fridays. All right, let's go ahead and continue our study through the Sermon on the Mount. We're in Matthew chapter 5, and last week we began looking at what it means to be under grace. And there's this idea that um, when you live under grace, that uh, it, it's uh, it's it's less, and you can pretty much live how you live because how you want because we're under grace, and what you do doesn't matter. And and there's even a teaching out there that well, that's Old Testament. That doesn't matter anymore today because it's Old Testament, and we're living in New Testament times. And but yet we find that Jesus says in Matthew chapter five and verse seventeen, "Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets." I am come, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And we see here in Matthew chapter 5 that Jesus, in fact, doesn't do away with the Old Testament. He strengthens it. And the new uh, law under grace is an even uh, stronger and stricter law than that of the Old Testament. And, And the reason for that is because we as New Testament Christians have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can live this law that really, without the Holy Spirit, nobody could live. It's such a strict, uh, strong moral law. Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 5, and if you remember, he's now going through a list of things. Here's what the law says, but here's what uh, I say under the new law. Here's how that's been strengthened. And he started with, um, if you uh, murder, he said, the law says thou shalt not murder. And of course, part of the Ten Commandments, everybody knows that law. He said, but I say unto you, if you hate your brother without a cause or you have um, uh, ought against your brother, it's the same as committing murder in your heart. Now let's continue on that thought. Um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 27. Here's what Jesus says. Ye have heard that it was said of them by old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. And of course, once again, part of the Ten Commandments, everybody was familiar with that law, thou shalt not commit adultery. But now here's what Jesus says, Matthew chapter 5, verse 28. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And here again, Jesus is strengthening the law. The law said, thou shalt not commit adultery. Jesus says, I'm telling you, if you lust in your heart, you're committing adultery already in your heart. And so Jesus is not doing away with the law. He's strengthening the law. And this morning, I I want us to look at this verse 28, and I want us to uh, make some applications to our life today. He says unto you, whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her committeth adultery with her already in his heart. And the first thing I want to say today, I First of all, I want to address the men, and I want to say, men, it's so important in this day and age that we have a pure heart and a pure mind. Uh, I realize we live in a world that is uh, that's filthy. 
We live in a world where it's very hard to have a pure heart and a pure mind. But the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence. That word keep is talking about guarding your heart. And that word diligence means there's going to be some work involved. It's not going to be easy. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it, are the issues of life. And that's Proverbs chapter four and verse 23. And so we find that it's important, men, that we have a pure and a clean heart. Why? Because we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart. And when we have these uh, wicked things of the world in our heart, we can't give God all of our heart. And so Jesus here in Matthew five and verse 28, he says, whoso looketh on a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Men, we have to have pure minds. Oh, we have to have pure hearts. Well, you got to be careful what you allow to come on on the television. There's so many things uh, on the television today that'll corrupt your heart and, and have you committing adultery in your heart. You got to be careful when you're walking down the store. I avoid the magazine aisle. Man, when I'm, when I'm in the checkout lane, I, I try to look up or, or look straight ahead because there's magazine covers that we don't need to see. And let me just say, as summer's approaching, men, it, you want to have a pure heart and a pure mind. You're not going to be spending time at the beach and at the community swimming hole. Why? We, we need to have a pure heart as Christians. It, we're, we're to be different. We're to be different from the world. And, um, we have to have a pure heart for our Lord. We have to have a pure mind. We live in such a wicked, vile world, and there's so much filth on the internet today, and there's so much perversion out there. Men, guard your hearts. Guard your hearts. And the way you guard your heart and the way you keep from lusting after a woman and committing adultery in your heart is by by guarding your heart. But the way you guard your heart is by guarding your eyes. You got to be careful what you look at. Um, I heard an old preacher one time. He's in heaven now. But he said in Bible college, he was talking to the preacher boys. He said, men, learn to study the ceiling. And we were like, what What do you mean, learn to study the ceiling? What are you talking about? He said, there, there's going to be inappropriate women walk by, and you're going to be tempted to have bad thoughts and to look at her. But he said, man, when, when you see someone coming like that, just learn to look up and start studying the ceiling. Look at the ceiling beams. And you know what? That was good advice. Uh, we have to be careful, man. We have to protect our hearts. Um, we let the lust in our heart, it'll destroy us. And we can't be what God would have us to be when we have all the lust uh, inside of our heart. And so men, today, let me encourage you. Let me challenge you. Let's work to have a pure heart and a pure mind. Ask the Holy Spirit of God to help you and lead you in this. Make a covenant with your eyes as Job did. Uh, make a covenant with God and say, Lord, I, I need your help. I'm going to have a pure mind. I'm not going to let my mind be controlled by lust and by filth and have adultery inside my heart. But the second application I want to make today, and the second thing I want to point out in closing this morning, is that, ladies, this, this verse applies to you too. He says, but I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery, notice this, with her already in his heart. Ladies, it's important that you dress modestly. And, and, and when you dress in a provocative way, and when you dress in a way to draw attention to your body rather than to um, your, your your spirit and your soul and your person, and when when your your dress assinuates your body, you are just as guilty as the man that, that, that would look in lust. Ladies, let's not dress in a way to draw attention to our bodies. The Bible talks about as Christian ladies that ladies are to dress modestly. Um, we're, we're, 
in our ladies, your dress is to draw attention to your eyes and to your face. And, and that's who you really are. We live in a day and age where women in our society are being treated really like cattle. And, and Hollywood has portrayed them as, uh, well, you, you have to have this type of body. And if you don't look in this way, then you're not worth anything. And we have such a sexualized society and such a, sen a sensual society. We have to be careful. And Christian ladies, let's be careful how we dress. Um, your body is something special that God gave you. And, and that, that body is really, uh, if you look at the, the, the Bible, it's, it's to be seen by one person and that's your spouse. Um, let's be careful. Let's be careful how we dress. Let's be careful how we dress. It's very important, ladies, that we don't draw attention to your body, that that, that, that your dress isn't about assinuating your body, but rather dressing in a modest way where men wouldn't be tempted to, to lust after you. Men wouldn't be tempted to have those evil thoughts. Now, I'm not saying ladies how to just dress in a uh, burlap sack and, you know, there's some uh, Christians today, you see um, the Amish people or something like that. And I don't think that's what the Bible's teaching that we, a lady shouldn't wear makeup. I don't think the Bible's teaching ladies shouldn't do their hair. And maybe in another day, we'll look at verses about that. But, but I think the Bible's very clear that as ladies, you need to dress modestly. And so uh, two things here. One, men, guard your eyes and guard your heart because we have to have a pure mind. Secondly, though, ladies, Let's dress modestly and let's dress in a way that would promote clean thoughts. Let's dress in a way that would promote uh, men not to lust, but rather to learn who you are as a person and, and to draw attention to you and your soul. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Father, thank you for the truths of your word. Father, I pray you'd help your people to just get in the Bible and to learn what you have for them and learn learn to be who you would have them to be. Father, help us in this day and age we live in. Help us to be a witness for you. Help us to seek your will and your face. Lord, we need some Christians who would be just 100% sold out for you. Help us, Lord, help us. We need you. We love you. Thank you for everything you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. God bless you.